Good morning. It is me. And this is For His Glory podcast with your host, Anaya Richards. Good morning, everyone. Y'all, the last week has been quite interesting. And I actually caught a cold. Honestly, it was just spiritual warfare, like back to back to back. And usually I make these videos in the morning on Tuesdays. And it is 1047 on a Thursday night. So I really had to just take some time to regroup myself and really spend time with God because and even after the making of this video, I need to spend even more time with him because um just the week prior there was a disconnect in my relationship with him. And of course, if you ask, he reveals to you where that comes from. And I just felt I I just felt very weak. And I would say this week I was able to experience his grace and how he is made strong in my weakness because again he picked me back up and I was able to just feel his power and his love while going through that but it was very hard it was really really hard and I'm just glad to be back to my bible reading self I'm glad to be back to my hearing God self and I want to say before I start this video that major thing that I saw was I felt like God was not speaking to me however now that I look back he was talking the whole time but because of where I was at I was not in a place where I could hear what he was saying because as I'm going through the Bible I'm looking and reading stuff and I was even tasked with reading the book of Nehemiah which was a book that God had told me to read because he kept showing it to me, but because I was at a place where I could not hear him, because I was at a place where I was not prepared to hear him, I could not hear him. And I felt like, oh my gosh, God, you're not talking to me. What did I do that you have ignored me? Like, I don't feel you right now. And I'm so glad that God is beyond our feelings. And this is the first time where I'm really realizing that there's times where I fall short of the glory of God and he is still speaking. But because of the place where I'm at, I'm not able to hear him. So I'm just very grateful that he picked me back up. And (laughs) I was going to start seeking, but that he picked me back up and turned me around. But yeah, he is good. All glory to God. I have so many testimonies by um, just from the last two weeks. And I was like, God, I'm going to go into this video sharing all of it. But I really, I really just want to get to this video, y'all. After been going through what I've been going through, I want to get into this video. So what started, what sparked this conversation is I went to talk about God to my one-year-old. And I couldn't really, it was not really clicking for me who Jesus was in the word and why he is God, why he is king, why he is Lord. I feel like all I can really say is like, yeah, God sent his only son to die for our sins. Point blank, period. He he was dead, rose again, you know, and I can tell him the miracles of Jesus. I can tell him all that God has done, all that Jesus has done. 
But I could not pro- provide any scriptural basis outside of, for God so loved the world that he gave his own, da 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 besides that. So I feel like I really asked God, why is Jesus Lord? Why is Jesus King? Why is Jesus God? And here we go. So I did not start from the beginning, but God actually led me back to the beginning. We're going to start from at Genesis 1, 2. Genesis 1, 2 says, And the Spirit of God moved up on the face of the waters. Now, God could have had the, the author of Genesis write that God himself moved up on the face of the waters. But God said, the Spirit of God moved up on the, the, the face of the waters. And I think that it's important to acknowledge that the Spirit of God is still God. Because that's going to be imperative. As we continue. Genesis 1, 2, 6 says. Let. And God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowl of the air. And over the cattle. And over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth up on the earth. How do we know God is not talking about angels when he said our image? He is talking about someone because he used the word our. But how do we know that he's not talking about the angels, but instead him and his spirit, Jesus Christ and his spirit? We know that because Hebrews 1, 4 is saying it's talking about Jesus. And it says being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. In this verse, we are talking about Jesus himself. If Jesus by inheritance was made more excellent than the angels, then the angels were not made in the likeliness of God, which means that when God says and God said, let us make man in our image, he is not talking about the angels. But we just talked about in Genesis 1, 2, that the spirit of God was differentiated, although they are the same thing, was differentiated. I I, I wouldn't even use the, the word differentiated. God made it known that it was the spirit of God itself that hovered over the waters. So let's go to Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. The switch in our image to his image shows that the two can be used interchangeably. If this is so, then one equals the other. So whoever God was saying, comparing himself to when he says our image is the same as he is because he then says man was made in his image. So let's go to Hebrews 1.3. Hebrews 1.3 says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he as himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. So Hebrews 1.3 tells us that Jesus Christ is the express image of the glory of God. Because it says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. And later in a little bit, we're going to get to why the glory of God, God himself could not come here like in, in himself while he had to come in a human form. So let's look at John 1. 
John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we see that the Word was God. So this Bible is his breath. It's him. It is God. And I, I think that we as humans, we don't say going around saying the word of God is God. When that's exactly what the Bible says, that the word of God is God. So to those arguments of Jesus can't be God because the word of God is God. And John 1, 4 says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. Who is this him that we're talking about? We're talking about God. God in him was, well, we're talking about God when we says in him was life. Who is that life that was inside of him? That life was Jesus, who is the light of men. Who is this light? Well, Jesus is according to John 1, 5, and it says, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. 1, 9 goes to say, That was the true light, which lights every man that cometh into this world. The light we are talking about is the life that is in God. And who is this light? It is Jesus. So um, John 1, 10 says, He was in the world, and the world was made by him. We're still talking about Jesus. But does made means created? In this sense, made means established. The word, the world was established by Jesus. So John 1, 14 says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So let's go back to John 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word was God, right? John 14 says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So if that word that was God was made flesh, then that flesh must also be God. And it dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. And it it goes on. But the point is, so the word was God, then the word was made flesh. So if the word was God, then Jesus is God because Jesus is the flesh of that word. Now, to get into why couldn't God just come down himself in his natural glory, in his form? Why did we need a, hu- a human state, a human agent? Well, let's look. In Exodus 33, 20, 23 says, And he said, Thou cannot see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass, while my glory passes by, that I will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Verse 23 says, and I will take away my hand and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. So in this scripture, uh, Moses, Moses was such a loved and bedeared friend to God. Like if I could choose to be anybody in the Bible child, it would be Moses because the friendship that he had with our father and he saw the the back parts of God. He could not see his face because the Lord said that that he couldn't see his face for no man should see his face and live. So that is why, unless y'all all, all want to die, that is why God could not in his own glory, in his self, in his fullness thereof. We would literally be blinded. I um there was snow recently. 
the sky was really white because it was snowing. The ground was really white. And somehow the sun was out. And I walked outside and I felt blinded. And that made me think about heaven. How our earthly bodies will dead serious deteriorate if we were to be in the presence of God's fullness of glory. Because I even felt blinded by just walking and being outside. But yes, let's continue. Um, Where do I want to go? Okay, let's go to Philippians 2 6. Look not every man on his, well, 6 through 11. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let not this mind be in you, which let, yeah, be in you, which let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, meaning he's not saying he he didn't think that it was robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, made himself low, basically is what we're saying, and took upon him a form of a servant and was made in the likeliness of man and being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto the death, even the death of cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So who do we worship as believers we worship jesus christ jesus christ is lord we will all bow to the name of jesus christ iniquities bow to the name of jesus christ demons are cast out to the name of jesus christ so many people say yeah i worship god what god do you worship because we worship jesus so it, there are so many people i'm i'm awake because we're gonna get into that but we worship jesus christ Hebrews 2, 14 through 18 just discusses how he could have came and took the na- nature of angels, but he humbled himself. Earlier, I was using the word differentiate between, but my, for my understanding of it is God could not come himself. He knew that we needed a savior. So through him was a savior created. That savior, just like the word of God, because it is the word of God. It says the word of God was made flesh and that flesh was Jesus Christ. So God himself did come, but he came through a human agent, a human agent who decided that he's he's not going to be God on this earth. He's, he's going to make himself low. He's going to humble himself and he is going to do the things of a human He is going to experience life as we experience life. What other God can do such a thing? And I think some of what our understanding of where that lacks, it comes from us thinking in a humanly nature, in a carnal mind. God is God. God can duplicate himself, replicate himself if he wanted to. God can do things that will not make sense to our carnal mind, which is why Jesus being God does not make sense to some people. When I went to to go talk to my son, tell my son about it, it just did not make sense to me because I could not find scripture. I had not been taught exact scripture. I've only been taught that he is God. I've only been taught that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That I like the, These are things that I've been taught. 
But I had no understanding of it until God really broke this down into scripture to me that Jesus Christ himself is is the, the flesh of God. The Bible is the word of God, but it is still God. Let's go to Matthew. So Jesus forgives a man for his sins. Later on in that chapter, he is asked, why don't his disciples fast? And he says, can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them and they shall fast. Jesus himself in saying he is the bridegroom. Our whole point of believers is to be at a place where we are married back to our husband, which is God, which is Jesus Christ. He is the bridegroom. We are the bride and he is coming back for us. Matthew 12, 27 says, all things are delivered unto me of my father and no man knoweth the son, but the father neither knoweth any man, the father save the son and he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. So this made me think of a test as if God presented himself as Jesus to us, that by accepting him, we could fully worship him in spirit and in truth. Kind of like making it to the next level. I, I don't know how exactly to explain that, but that's how I pictured it as if it's an advancement. We can't get to the glory of God until we've taken in the flesh of God that God had presented himself through Jesus Christ. And I think the separation of and he will be called the son of God is for our understanding because he was born from a, a woman's womb. I, th I honestly think that there's a lot of things that God says in a way for us to understand, for us to wrap around it just even a little with our carnal minds. Because had he explained it from like a just an all-knowing God type of perspective child we probably wouldn't even read the Bible because we don't even have the capacity to understand all that he knows all that he understands so God also had me reading Zephaniah and Zechariah and these are prophets that prophesy of the Messiah and of the end times um, so Zephaniah three fifteen says, the Lord hath taken away thy judgments. He hath cast out thine enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil no more. Who is this king that has taken the evil away from the Lord? Well, Zechariah, because I just quoted Zephaniah, but Zechariah 10, 9 says, rejoice greatly. O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold. That king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly, and riding upon an ass, and up upon a colt, the fool, the fowl of an ass. So clearly we are talking about Jesus Christ. He is that king. He is the king that's taketh away the evil of the world. Zechariah 14, 9 says, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth in that day shall there be one lord in his name one who is this lord who is this king it is jesus christ he is who we worship ephesians 5 22 23 this actually wasn't even a part of what god was taking me to this is like a scripture that he gave to me last minute but it says for the for the husband is the head therefore as the church is subject to christ so let the wives be 
to their own husbands and everything. The word that stuck out to me was subject. We are subject to Christ. But one of the very first commandments that the Lord gave us is that we may basically worship him. That he is the only one that we can worship. Now, the Lord is saying that we are subject to Christ. So what must that mean that Jesus Christ is God? God will never have us worship anything other than him. God will never have us. That, that's just not who he is. Period. He's not going to go back on his word. Okay, let's keep going. I feel like I am missing something. Maybe like Philippians. Did I? So I didn't make it for the names. Okay. I went over that. Okay. So God has really been speaking to me of his coming. And that is of Jesus Christ, of course. And Philippians 1, 6 says, um, it talks about how God will finish his work in us until the day of Jesus Christ. So when everybody say, yeah, God has come back, God has come back. Yes, Jesus Christ is coming back as the bridegroom for his bride. And Revelation 6, 16 says, and to the mountains and rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. Who is the lamb? I put a question mark. Well, according to John, who, who, who says, behold, the lamb of God, as Jesus is walking um, by him and his disciples, Jesus Christ is the lamb of God. And I think hearing that and saying that the lamb of God. That in itself tells us that he is a part of God in a different way than we are a part of God. The lamb of God. He is God, just as the word is God. So that is what that video, this video is about today. That Jesus Christ is king. He is Lord over all. He is worthy to be worshipped. He is worthy to be praised. And I think sometimes it's hard to... To talk about, yes, I am forgetting something. That's what I was forgetting. Let's go to John. John 1, 3. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew not him. It knew not him. When it says it knew not him, we were just talking about the Father. But how did the world know not him? Because the word the world knew not Jesus Christ. When you are reading any any of the Gospels, which is like Matthew, Mark, John, Luke, those, it says, and the world knew him not several times. And in John, it says, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. It knew not God. But how did it know not God? Because it knew not Jesus. So what does that mean? That Jesus is God. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. And what is so crazy is we say it's crazy that Jesus is God and it just doesn't make sense that Jesus is God. It don't make sense that we could be redeemed as sons of God. It doesn't make sense that we can be sons of God. It doesn't make sense that we could be purified and deemed worthy enough to even enter the gates of heaven. 
Whosoever committed sin transgresseth against the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither know him. Not once did it say Jesus. Yet we are talking about Jesus Christ. I wanted to end this video in John 4, where it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it shall come. And even now already is it in the world. I, I, I love hallelujah. Glory to God. Seriously. I just feel like this episode is, even if it don't hit for you, it's hitting for me. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. There are so many people who say they give honor to God. They worship God. They say, God, God this, God that. God did it for me. God this, God that. And it's so imperative because this is in the word of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And it's very simple. There was this one prophet, a woman who claimed to be a prophet that I followed, um, that I followed her. And she had this app. And I noticed that on the app, she used scripture like all the time, talked about God, the father all the time, but I had never once seen her worship Jesus Christ. I never once heard her speak about the Messiah. And I ended up just kind of like deleting it. So I'm like, something about this does not feel right. In these last days, Jesus is coming in and in the, and he wants the body, his bride to be prepared. And in these last days, Days. There will be so many people saying, got this, got that, got this, got that. They were used. They will use scripture. They will use scripture. They will use the word of God, but not once will they mention Jesus Christ. Not once will they mention the Messiah. Mary is not Jesus Christ. Mary is not to be worshiped. Period. Point blank. Catholicism is not Jesus Christ. Period. Buddhism. None of that is of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is Messiah. Point blank. Period. Jesus Christ is God. Point blank. Period. And he is the only way. The only way to get to the father is through Jesus Christ. The only way to see the glory of God is through that flesh who is our bridegroom. So I love you guys. Um, I may put in the captions all the scriptures I used. It definitely was a lot. And so I just adore how God can make a whole video with me barely talking and just read a scripture. It's funny. It's it's lovely. All glory be to him. I love you guys and I will see you next week. I'm not editing this video. So bear with me. Bye. Wait. Okay. How do I stop the recording?